0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show And online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always
0: dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. It's great to have you. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening on 980 AM if you're listening via radio. Or if you're joining us on the podcast today on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it. And for those on uh, grillnationshow.com, I appreciate you listening via the web. I hope you're having a great week, and everything is going well for you this summer. I'm very excited about today's show. Uh, First off, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Title sponsors of the show are MoBank, BOK Financial, great company here in Kansas City, Trusts and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include the KCADC, which is the Kansas City Area Development Council, Thank you, Tim Cowden and Pork KC and John Stevens. Um, really excited about today's show. It's great to have back on a title sponsor, MoBank, BOK Financial. Each and every month, they bring on a A-list Kansas City uh, guest who's, who he or she is doing amazing work in our community or with their business or or whatever they're doing. It's just it's exceptional. Uh, and today is no difference. We're going to have on Dr. Dred Scott, who is the... President and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Their website is HelpKCKids.org. I've never met uh, Dr. Scott, but I'm very much looking forward to meeting him. He's going to be joining us after the break. But first up, we have in studio uh, Charles Hunter, who's a uh, commercial banking manager at BOK Financial, and Noel Fallon, who's the regional community relations manager. Uh, welcome to the show, both of you, and uh, how are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you uh, for inviting us. It's great yes. to have you, obviously, of course. Noel, how are you?
2: Doing great. Thanks to be back. It's we're nice to be, to be
0: back. back. Yeah. yeah, nice to have you back. And uh, so today we're going to have on Dr. Dred Scott. Uh, Charles, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about him and uh, your relationship with him.
1: Um, yeah, uh, Dr. Dred Scott was hired by the Kansas City Boys and Girls Club about a year ago and uh, I was on the executive search committee that uh, was involved in interviewing candidates for, uh, for the job. Uh, we talked to over 60 different applicants uh, about the position and he was, uh, he was far and away the, 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 uh, the leading candidate, uh, so and he uh,
0: he's he's gonna he's coming from the educational space and actually from kansas city
1: he is he's a kansas city guy an educator has been in been in public education his entire life as we were interviewing people for the role one of the key things we were looking for was some was an educator somebody that had a lot of experience with curriculums who could design programs for kids that would resonate with them and and help grow the clubs
0: so um yeah, and the Boys and Girls Club has been around for like over 100 years, right? Correct. You're on the board uh, I am. for four or five years now? Five years on the board. Five Correct. years on the board. Um, it's, it's, it's truly doing a lot of different things here in Kansas City. And a lot of people don't know that it's not only a – you know use sports and kind of uh, kids go there after school and whatnot, but it also does a lot with technology with uh academics with education with with healthy lifestyles with uh, all different types of things and uh we 're going to talk about that on today 's show and and Dr. Scott has really kind of propelled those things
1: right he uh th- they the the clubs uh uh take on a lot of different uh, uh, needs uh uh with a relatively limited staff. Uh, and it's hard uh but he's the right guy to execute on all that stuff.
0: It's going to be exciting to talk to him. Um let's talk about a little bit about uh what you guys do at MoBank BOK Financial. Charles, tell us about your background. Uh you've never been on the show before. We've had a, we've had a a lineup of of great people come on to, to with the with the people they know. This is your first time.
1: Yeah, you know, uh it is and I don't I don't know how I've missed the honor in the past.
0: Uh Well, Jason, but... you know, uh, Noel over there uh Hasn't, you know, you you're going to do a great job today. I'm very positive about it, but you've been in the banking world for a long time.
1: I have. I, I've spent, uh, I guess 36 years in total, uh, uh in banking in Kansas City, uh, 30 years with a large bank, uh, here in Kansas City. And six years ago, I moved, uh, to join, uh, Michael Viazzoli, the pre- uh, previous president CEO with uh, MoBank BOK Financial.
0: You're also an attorney, I just looked at. You have a law degree like me. You We're know, not using them very much. Uh, I,
1: uh, I don't know who told you that, uh, but uh, I do have a law degree. Uh, and I'm, an MBA. And an MBA. I'm not licensed, uh, and I've never sued anybody in my life. But, I'll, but I, will tell, I will tell you that having the law degree is very helpful uh, uh, as we're working on uh, lar- larger transactions with the documentation and understanding the legal issues that are that are involved with every deal
0: we work on. So what? So what type of clients do you work with or assist over at uh, BOK and MoBank?
1: So the group that I manage is focused on uh, middle market and larger uh, types of corporate clients. We're uh, we're interacting with with companies uh, that generate revenue north of $40 million a year all the way up to billion-dollar revenue-type uh, companies. Uh, we have another group within the bank, uh, our business banking group, uh, that's managed by Danny Weintraub. Uh, that focuses on the forty million and 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 smaller revenue uh, type companies. We 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 find that it that it helps if we're able to separate kind of the the groups uh, so that everybody focuses on what they're good at, what they're good at.
0: Interesting. Uh, Noel, how are you?
2: I'm fine. So thank what's you. great
0: to have you back? Um, first off, what have you been up to? Have you been enjoying your summer? How's things going?
2: I have been. I've been enjoying my summer. Um, it's been. A busy summer. Mm-hmm. We've had um, new leadership come into the market. Let's
0: it's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what? So what's going on?
2: Um, it we, was a quick flyover. As of January or January, July first, we have Kevin Kramer has joined us. Um, he was in the Kansas City market for 25 years. Um, recently, went up to Iowa to work for Midwest One Financial um, as their COO and was really looking for an opportunity to get back into commercial banking and back into the Kansas city market. So we brought Kevin Kramer in and we're so excited. Um, he has a philanthropic mind, um, that matches up perfectly with the organization. And I really enjoy working with a leader that wants to give back to the community. Mm -hmm.
0: And so that is as of very recent, you said July, July 1st, July 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, that's going to be exciting. We're going to have to have him on the show. Absolutely. Um, I know his wife, obviously, uh, she worked with me in different capacities throughout PR and, and whatnot and actually had an office next to her for a time. And, uh, I, I really appreciate the fact that those, the Kramers are back here in Kansas City. So kudos to you guys for, uh, I'm going to miss Michael, who obviously supported yeah. the show and yeah. came on the show very often, but I'm glad that, uh, you guys have moved forward with someone who kind of shares that vision that you talked Absolutely. about and has a rich banking history and obviously mm-hmm. cares about the Kansas city community. Yep.
2: Yep. That was the main driver. He wanted to get back home.
0: So, um, what you guys do all kinds of events and stuff oh, yeah. in the city. I mean, is there anything exciting happening anytime soon or is there anything that, that you want to promote here? Noel?
2: you know, we just, we have a lot of events going on. Um, right now we're putting together something with, um, I guess that you have often Joel Goldberg. We mm-hmm. did, um, A speaking series with him last year which was really successful um we bought a three package again this year so we'll be having some events you know some out um at the rieger space another one of our customers and then um out south and then also we like to take an opportunity to bring joel in and speak with our employees about teamwork so um we're looking forward to kind of laying those out and those will be through the fall and winter
0: Look at that. I had no idea that Joel was doing that. I'm going to have to ask him about that. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, today's show, Dr. Dred Scott, the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City uh, Boys and Girls Club. want to thank also Charles Hunter and Noelle Fallon for joining us today and the great contribution and support of MoBank and BOK Financial. Their website is MoBank.com. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again on 980 AM. And if you're joining us via the podcast today on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it. Or if you're on a website at grillnationshow.com. Uh, really excited about our show today. Uh, thanks again to uh, MoBank, BOK Financial, for their partnership with the show. Great first segment. On to segment two here. Uh, we're going to be joined by our guest. We have in studio, as we mentioned in our first segment, uh, Dr. Dred Scott, who's the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City. They're online at bgc-gkc.org. They're also on Twitter. Uh, we'll figure out that Twitter handle in just a second from, uh, Dr. Scott, but, uh, want to welcome you to the show and also welcome back, uh, Charles Hunter and Noelle Fallon. How are you today? Uh, Dr. Dred Scott.
3: Hey, Jason, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's
0: great to have you. Um, first off, let's learn about you a little bit. Uh, tell us about your background. I know you have a lot of background in the kind of the education space.
3: Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart. Um, but I'll, I'll go all the way back to, um, I was born and raised in Kansas City, so I'm a Kansas City native. Very, it's
0: all, we always like to hear that on the show.
3: Uh, very proud of my hometown. I really am and excited about uh, the growth and the energy that, you know, we feel. Uh, around the city, um, you know, with, with all the things that are happening across the metro. So, born and raised, uh, I graduated from Bishop Hogan High School, it was a small Catholic school. You know in very much city. about
0: it as a St. Pius grad. Myself. Oh, okay. So, we used to play in sports back when I was in high school. Yes, we did. And so, um,
3: <laughs> uh, I was there for basketball. So, back then in the early 90s, um, Hogan was a, a basketball powerhouse. Oh, and, yeah. So I had the pleasure of, of playing there, uh, at Hogan and enjoying my time there. Uh, when I graduated Hogan, I went to, uh, Southwest Missouri State, now Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri, and actually hit the campus thinking that I wanted to be an accountant. Uh, that was kind of my game plan based on a uh, childhood friend and his father being a, a CPA. Okay. And so I tried to kind of pattern uh, what I thought was going to be my professional life after him um, as a, a college student needing to make ends meet, I began working at the Boys and Girls Club of Springfield. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was my first exposure. to What were you doing there? Uh, in college so, so <laughs> uh, i was the games room director at the boys and girls club of springfield wow. best job i've ever had there charles you close your close your ears um <laughs> i got paid to play with kids uh, yeah. i got i got paid to shoot pool and play ping pong and uh shoot baskets in the driveway of this this small little uh, club on the north side of Springfield. But it proved to be a pivotal moment for me, um, both personally and professionally, because I discovered my passion uh, based on that experience. I discovered that I had a real love for uh, working with kids, and it hit me almost uh, right away, this tremendous responsibility that I had in um, trying to be a great mentor and influencer on the kids I was working with because of that experience, I changed my major to education.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
3: I graduated from Southwest Missouri State uh, with a degree in elementary education and uh, ended up coming back home, had student teaching to take care of. So a student taught in the Kansas City Public Schools as well as the Raytown School District and ended up walking right into a job as a fourth grade teacher in Raytown. So that's where I got my start. Um, and how old were you then? I was, uh, all of 21 years old, oh, uh, essentially. So yeah, just still very young, still very green, but, um, uh, there because, uh, I really enjoyed working with kids. And so loved every minute of being a teacher, to be honest with you. Um, when I began my career, that's really the only place that I saw myself was in the classroom. Mm. But uh, the way that you kind of um, work your way up within a public school system is you further your education. Um, so in order to move over on the pay or salary schedule, you have to get advanced degrees. And so that's what I did with the pure motive of trying to earn a little bit more money every sure. year. So I went went to uh, – Central Missouri State uh, for graduate uh, degree. Uh, pursued a master's degree in elementary administration. Uh, earned that degree over the course of two years, and uh, thinking that you know, one day, some some someday down the line, um, you know, after twenty five years of teaching, I would become a building principal. Well, lo and behold, the following year, after earning that degree, I was given a tremendous opportunity uh, to become an elementary principal at the ripe old age of twenty six uh something that's really unheard of. <laughs> so obviously I was excited about the opportunity um but didn't know all of the hard work that goes into being successful in a job like that. Um so that job was at Eastwood Hills Elementary, a school elementary school in the Raytown School District. And uh worked there for five years. It was a, a school that um you know, had some some pretty unique challenges um both from a socioeconomic economic perspective as well as an academic perspective. And so over the course of five years, we were able to uh, turn around the uh, success of that school, uh, moving it from one of the lowest performing schools to one of the highest performing schools in the district. Very proud of that.
0: And that's, where was that at?
3: That was Eastwood Hills Elementary in Raytown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so then you got
0: another degree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so during through.
3: that, during that work, I uh, went back to school, uh, went to Baker University uh, and earned a doctorate degree in educational leadership. That opened the door to uh, some advanced um, opportunities within Raytown. So I left the building and went to central office, worked as executive director of support services there. I was more on the operational side of the district, so I worked with buses and uh, buildings and grounds and nutrition and um, all of those kind of back-of-the-house sort of departments. Mm-hmm. Um, great opportunity for me to see how an entire school district works and what it takes to be successful. So two years doing that, and then I was recruited away to the independent school district and uh spent 10 years there as deputy superintendent of curriculum and instruction um so uh really responsible for all things curriculum instruction and assessment pre K through 12 and then about a year ago uh, an opportunity presented itself um to uh really lend my uh expertise and uh my professional um, approach, uh, to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City. And here I sit today. So
0: it's come kind of full circle for you. It has. You got that. So that's why I went, went through all of that story Absolutely. there.
3: Absolutely. That was one of the things that drew me to, uh, the opportunity is thinking about what made me pursue education. And it definitely was my experience with Boys and Girls Clubs of Springfield. So from the game room to the boardroom is what I've done.
0: Um, Charles, does that sound about right to you? That you're on the board of the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Kansas City. Uh,
1: It does. It, uh, I was, I was part of the search committee that, uh, that identified uh, Dr. Scott, convinced him to join the, uh, join the organization. I, I can tell you that we talked to over 60 applicants, uh, from across the United States, an amazing, uh, cross section of types of people, everything from, you know, uh, corporate CEOs to small business people. And Dr. Scott was, uh, as you can imagine, far and away the most impressive applicant that, uh, that we, that we got. And, uh, we were very, very pleased to be able to recruit him.
3: Wow. 60 people. Look at that. Gosh, Charles, 60. that's the first time I heard that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us so about, we're going to talk more about this in our next segment, but kind of give us an overview of, you've been in the job now for about a year, a little bit over a year, around a year, uh, presidency of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Uh, talk to me about what that's been like, your, your first, uh, First year, and then uh, maybe just give us a little bit of background about what what the organization
3: does. Great. All right. So uh, the transition has been uh, wonderful. Um, You know, I I put a lot of thought and and energy into um, putting my name in the hat, but uh, once it's always a tough thing to do, right? Because you have a pretty
0: good career and and education, and
3: absolutely, it is. And again, I never saw myself kind of outside of of the classroom. Uh, But once I, I made that decision. Uh, I never look back and i 'm so glad that I did um, there are There are plenty of parallels between uh, my work as uh, as an educator and the work that I do now. I mean, obviously, uh, our goal with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City is to change the lives of young people. We mm-hmm. want to influence them in positive ways. And so that translates, uh, to the experience that I've already had. Uh, some of the eye-opening experiences and things that I've come to enjoy is, uh, kind of, uh, expanding my circle of influence. So I have this tremendous, um, opportunity and really obligation to, uh, promote our organization and our mission across the Kansas City Metro. Uh, prior to that, I was kind of locked into uh, a particular district and city, so it's been uh, fun to get out and meet new people and connect with um, all of the great partners uh, that support the work that we do at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City. Bottom line for us, uh, what we're trying to do is create brighter futures uh, for the uh, boys and girls that we serve, ages 5 to 18. We have a strong emphasis on academics and uh, career development. Um, and it takes tremendous partnerships in order to do that. And so I've uh, been, been so pleased with uh, how I've been received in this role over the year. And, um, you know, we have a great organization and the brand is really strong. Mm-hmm. And typically when I introduce myself and the organization that I'm associated with, uh, there's a positive reaction to that. Um, so I've been very pleased with that and excited about that.
0: Well, the, the organization's been around for a long time, right?
3: Yeah, over a 100 years. 100
0: years. Wow. And uh, you have a lot of different clubs here locally?
3: We do. So we have six clubs across the Kansas City metro. So two in Kansas City, uh, two in uh, Independence. We call it Eastern Jackson County. Uh, one in Wyandotte County, so Kansas City, Kansas, and then one in Olathe, uh, so six clubs total. Um, here's what we like to say. Uh, we're located in some of um, Kansas City's most needy neighborhoods in order to uh, meet the needs of the kids who need us most. We're strategically located uh, to be accessible to uh those children and
0: families. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into some more of your programs and some of the things you do here after the break. Uh Dr. Dred Scott is with me today from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Also joined today by Charles Hunter and Noel Fallon from MoBank BOK Financial. Charles, um how long have you been on the board? Uh I've been on the board a little over 5 years. Okay. So you've seen a lot of change too. I I
1: have um the CEO transition being the being the, the most significant by far.
0: That's awesome. We're going to get more into that after the break. Uh, You're listening to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill, also at grillnationshow.com. And you can find lists of all of our old shows as well as photos of our guests at the website grillnationshow.com. We're back after the break with more with Dred Scott from Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show 9:80 a.m. or if you're listening on iTunes via podcast we greatly appreciate it. Thanks for also if you're listening online at grillnationshow.com. I want to I think our uh, one of our title sponsors of the show, MoBank BOK Financial, that joins me each and every month with a uh, a-list guest and uh today is no different from the norm. We have Dr. Dred Scott who's the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Also joined by Charles Hunter, who is a, uh, also with MoBank, BOK Financial and Noel Fallon as well. Um, you know, I've I've got your Twitter handle up here. I want to, I want to promote it. It's it's help KC kids on Twitter. And then the website is help It leads you to the main website for the boys and girls club of greater Kansas city. Uh, Dr. Scott, we've talked a little bit about your background. We've talked about kind of the, the first year on the job. Um, I want to know more about uh, kind of the work of Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Uh, you guys have been around for more than a hundred years, but I really, I think it's important to kind of hone in on how you help children ages five to 18 with some of the specific programs that impact our, our Kansas City youth. Let's kind of go over some of those. Tell me about some of the ones you're most proud of and, uh, things that you guys do to help kids.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, at our foundation, um, we provide a safe and fun environment for kids. To learn and develop when school is out. Okay. Uh, that means after school. Uh, that means when school is closed, like for snow days. And that means during the summer as well. Typically during the school year, our operational hours are from around uh, three o'clock to seven o'clock um, in the evening. And that's where uh, we anchor the majority of our programming. But uh, I would be remiss not to mention um, our atomic blast program uh, something that's uh sponsored by a, a great partner in in Honeywell mm-hmm. um so that that summer program is sponsored by that great organization and so we run a 9 week summer school program across the organization and uh two of those locations we actually have a formal um uh contract and partnership with the Kansas City School District where we offer summer school Um, uh, as an option for some of our families. So, uh, again, bottom line for us is, um, we want to provide kind of wraparound services for kids. We're not trying to uh, reinvent what happens, um, during the school day, but we want to uh, be in collaboration and concert uh with what they're doing in school so that we can further um help them develop. So essentially we've got four pillars that we anchor our programming in. Uh one of those is the academic pillar. Uh, so for the kids that we serve, ages five to eighteen, uh we want to make sure that we give them opportunities to um to grow. Uh in in some cases that means remediation. In other cases that means enrichment when it comes to their academics um so um every day in the clubs we have an hour we call it power hour where kids are focused on um academic support uh programming that can mm-hmm. look like a number of things that could look like um homework help so if i'm a fifth grader and i've got a book report due and uh, don't have a place at home that i can do research and uh, don't have a quiet place that i can read or if I don't have a safe place to be after school, I could come into the club and receive the support that I need in order to complete that that book report and get it turned in on time. That's just a very simple example. Um, a more complicated example is tutoring. Um, in two of our clubs on the Kansas side, we run a comprehensive uh reading and literacy support program. It's called uh the Kansas Reading Roadmap mm. or KRR. We're the only non um educational institution in the state that has been allowed to run that program and we've seen some tremendous results. Uh that program is focused on elementary age students, but really uh taking students that are uh that need some extra support. Uh, with reading and partnering them with certified teachers after school and uh, taking them through um, tutoring sessions in order to increase their reading improvement. So we do some uh, pre-assessment kind of seeing where the kids are to establish a baseline and then we assess them along the way and uh, proud to say that we've seen some tremendous growth in our kids so much so that in our Olathe unit uh, we were recognized at the national level For the progress that our kids made uh, Mm -hmm. a year ago, Uh, not only within the KRR system, but also the Boys and Girls Club of america movement so very proud of that um kind of extending up um we work with kids all the way up to age 18 so if you think about a high schooler they need a different kind of uh, level of support um, one of our uh, strategic visions is for 100 percent of active club members to graduate from high school on time mm-hmm. uh, with post-secondary plans in place and proud to say that 100 percent, 100 percent. And for the third year in a row, very proud of this third year in a row, we've been able to meet that vision. Wow. That's that's no small feat. No. Um, and I can say that um, as an educator. And so what does it take to make that happen? Um, it takes case managing every one of our high school um, students or high school members. That means connecting with their teachers, connecting with their parents, connecting with the counselor, administrators, in order to make sure that they are on the right path to graduation. Uh, that also means exposing them to other opportunities, um, career-type opportunities um so taking them on college visits giving them opportunities for internships exposing them to scholarship opportunities uh giving them workforce development experiences uh you name it we do it for for our high school kids so um really proud of our focus uh, on teens we provide kind of a a space in each of our clubs that is unique to teenagers. So if I'm a 16 year old, I don't necessarily want to go to the same club and be in the same space as a second grader. That's not a a cool thing to to do. I want to be around people that are my age that I can relate to. And so we basically have established clubs within clubs, call them our teen centers, where uh, the teens are there to not only socialize, which is very important for our teenagers, but also um, you know be exposed to programming that um, they're interested in. Uh, we have things like recording studios in in two of our our clubs, so kids can come in and not only lay down a track, they can be the next beyonce or jay-z <laughs> um, but we're teaching them also the production behind that sure so what are very the careers important. available uh, so that maybe one day one of our young men or young women could do the show very show, much like you're they doing. can run the show absolutely I, absolutely the, they, they can the be town. your boss they in can, 10 they're years the, they're the
0: talent right <laughs> uh, you mentioned some of those those are exciting things and you know people probably think of it more of just you know watching children helping children but you also do a lot with uh public speaking character and leadership
3: yeah. so um sorry I, I kind of went real deep on the academic side of things obviously that's sure, important sure. to me. Um, no
0: i just think that's what i think about when i think of uh, your organization and i think about kind of the after school stuff yeah i don't necessarily think about these other things that are add-ons like public speaking absolutely and character so yeah
3: another another pillar for us is that um public speaking and character development. And it's one of those things that it's an important life skill for our kids. And unfortunately, um, within the school day, there's just not enough time. You're not learning that uh, for, yeah, for teachers to uh, allow for that, at least at a, at the depth that we like to go uh, within our club. So, uh, we run programs like our youth of the year program. So essentially what we're doing is identifying our best and brightest at the club level. And, um, uh, they go through a very competitive process where they're submitting essays, they're uh, making speeches uh, publicly, they are interviewing with Uh, Some of our great corporate and and business partners. And there's this uh, tough selection process to be selected as the club's Youth of the Year. And then each club's Youth of the Year competes at the organizational level Mm -hmm. so that we can identify one Youth of the Year that will go on to compete at the state, regional, and then ultimately the national level.
0: You guys also work with youth on technology yeah so talk about that because um obviously jobs workforce development demands that these days, and so how how do you guys help kids with that
3: yeah so we we go beyond just throwing tablets and laptops in the hands of kids we again, we want to teach them what happens behind the scenes there and how uh, that experience with technology can turn into um a profession, and so uh, we've developed uh, programming in great spaces like uh, what we call a maker space. Mm-hmm. At one of our units, our Thornberry unit, located on Forty Third in Cleveland, one of the toughest neighborhoods in the in the city. Uh, there's a maker space established there again, thanks to a great partnership with Honeywell, uh, where kids um, can roll up their sleeves and have very hands on experiences working with some pretty complex technology, things like laser engravers and. 3D printers and um green screen technology, uh pod, podcast technology, vlogging equipment. Um and so again, the the things that were included in that space came from the interest of our teens in speaking with them. And so they get to go in and actually work firsthand um with this technology. With the hopes of developing some kind of interest mm-hmm. that they can then uh, turn into a profession.
0: Very interesting. Uh, Dr. Dred Scott is with us. Uh, also want to thank Mobank, POK Financial for the bringing him on the air today. Um, we got a few minutes left in the segment. Let's, let's last, let's talk about kind of healthy lifestyles and, and what y'all do with youth sports because, um, you got to kind of combine all of these different things, correct? Yeah.
3: So uh, people that have been around for a while, when they hear boys and girls club of greater Kansas City, they automatically think of our youth athletic program, which we're very proud of. We run one of the uh, the largest youth baseball um, organization in the city. It's uh, Reviving Baseball in the Inner City, otherwise known as RBI. Okay. We'll have upwards of a thousand young men go through that that program. In fact, uh, we just sent a team of all stars to regional competition. Uh, they just got back. From, uh, they were in Indianapolis, uh, wow. this past weekend competing at the national level. It's a big deal for us and we got some great partners that help support us. Um, so that's one kind of big example that's kind of what healthy we've lifestyles. Seen on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we run flag football programs, we run volleyball, we have a very comprehensive track program. Two of our clubs have swimming pools within them and so, We're able to first introduce water safety to our kids and then those that kind of take to the water have an opportunity to learn to swim and compete uh, uh, in the water. Um, We have soccer, you name it. Uh, We've got opportunities for kids to get involved. For people from 5 to eighteen, five to 18, absolutely.
0: Dr. Dred Scott is our guest. We've been talking about the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. Uh, They're on the web at helpkckids.org also on Twitter at helpkckids uh, we're going to come back after the break with our final segment I want to talk about kind of how people can get involved with the Boys and Girls Club upcoming events potentially and maybe uh, learn some get some advice here from uh, Dr. Scott you're listening to the Grill Nation show
2: my baby she's Alabama Dixie life. I, I had dreams I forgot I had wings, forgot who it was before
0: Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 a.m. and on iTunes via podcast or on grillnationshow.com. Thanks to MoBank, BOK Financial uh, for their partnership with the show. Also, uh want to thank Dr. Dred Scott for coming in from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. He is on Twitter at Dr. Dred Scott. Also, the Boys and Girls Club is on Twitter at HelpKCKids. Also joined today again by Charles Hunter and Noel Fallon from MoBank, BOK Financial. Um, Dr. Scott, we've talked a lot about your programs. Uh, let's talk about how people can get involved with your organization, uh, volunteering, uh, financially. How can people help you? How how does that all work, and how does that make you guys thrive?
3: Yeah, so um, we could not do the work that we do. the The vital nature of our work requires. Uh, great partnerships and, and resources. And so there are a number of ways for for folks to get involved. So bottom line is uh, we we are a, a 501c3. Um, we're a nonprofit, and um, we have to fundraise uh, at a very high level. Our annual budget is uh, right around $8.2 million. Now, you didn't
0: have to do that when you're at the uh, public schools did you there? Dr. No, John? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> now,
3: finances were always a concern even there. But you there, got the but. accounting <laughs> in your background,
0: kind of, right? So every
3: January, I mean, we hit we we hit the reset button and we start to build from there. So that's uh that's a tremendous responsibility that I feel uh, as the the head of this organization. So, um it again, it takes great partnerships um from the corporate level, so from the the corporate world out there in the kansas city metro we've got some great friends and i uh, would be remiss if i didn't say and, and mention that mobank BOK financial is one of those great partners of ours and charles hunter uh, being a great representative of that organization is uh, a member of our board and not only is he a member he's the incoming chair oh, so oof. essentially i'm doing this interview in front of my new boss and so <laughs> hopefully- so charles
0: come close to your mic is, is he doing okay So far?
1: (laughs) You know, uh, I'll let you figure that out for yourself. (laughs) uh, We're very, very proud and pleased with uh, how, how Dr. Scott has stepped into the job and the progress he's made in the first year. Really remarkable, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so people can volunteer? People
3: so, can yeah, give money? So, so people can volunteer. Um, there are a number of volunteer opportunities from individuals coming in and uh, spending time uh, one-on-one or with small groups of kids. Uh, groups can come in, and if they're not uh, necessarily uh, comfortable working directly with kids, there are tremendous uh, opportunities with projects that can be done from painting a wall to helping to establish a garden for kids to utilize, uh, just general cleanup, maintenance, those kinds of things. So it could be a one-off kind of opportunity or something that is ongoing. So uh, if people are interested in that, they can definitely go to our website at uh, helpkckids.org and uh, find out those opportunities. For those that want to give at the individual level, we do have what we call a club hero program. Um, So if there's an individual out there that uh, is so moved and so motivated to uh, support uh, the work that we're doing, uh, they can become a, a part of that Club Hero program and establish giving uh, at a level that they feel comfortable with on a monthly basis. And uh, those gifts on a monthly basis do add up and, and make a difference for us. Uh, we have um, a tremendous history of special events. Mm-hmm. Our premier uh, special event is the Kids Night Out uh, that happens uh, in the early spring of every year. Uh, we've had uh, some great guests there, like uh, Little Big Town performed a few years ago. Uh, I wasn't a part of the organization, but her uh, rave reviews of, about um, their performance. And then this year, my first Kids Night Out, um, we were able to secure the great and – uh uh, incomparable diana ross
0: i know i heard about it. i was actually going to go to that this year i, I missed it though i couldn't what make happened it. i don't know i got invited but i couldn't make it i think a, somebody i work with had a table sponsorship for you guys and so maybe I, next year Mobank bill k financial will invite me i don't well, know we'll w- see
3: we're 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 in the works now and uh you know of course i can't reveal any secrets on who that uh next uh special guest will be but you always have Kind of a list, people. Absolutely. So this years. is this is a, a don't miss event. Um, except for I guess some people, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably was bill and hours are working uh, with dead. This know. is a can't miss <laughs> event in Kansas City. One of the the top five um, fundraising events in the kansas city metro so uh... that's one we have uh, three others that are also um, uh... very important to us one is sports fest again uh... kind of following along the lines of what we do with kids night out but more of a um, uh, athletics and sports bent. Uh, we just had that event uh, two weeks ago and had the great Mia Hamm there as a guest speaker. Wow! Uh, we had an uh, audience of about four hundred, four hundred and fifty individuals, and again, were able to uh, raise significant funds there. Uh, we have what's called Dinner on Ice. It's a it's a um, event that is made possible thanks to a great partnership with the Missouri Mavericks. Uh, in the Hunt family, and uh, we essentially um, have dinner on ice. We, <laughs> we have dinner right there uh, in the ice rink, and the Missouri Mavericks players uh, serve the tables. They're the waiters, and you can uh, make donations and uh, encourage them to do all kinds of things, like push-up contests, and uh, I got uh, uh, challenged to an arm wrestling contest <laughs> with one of the players, and I'm not just saying this. I did beat that individual. There you go. Yeah, So that's on record that I beat a professional athlete in an arm wrestling But contest. did you skate with him? Did not <laughs> skate. Uh, he would beat me all day long with that. And then uh, another event kind of focused on uh, our club in Olathe is the Tour de Fork event. Very unique event in that... Um, you know, we, we um encourage some high quality and well known chefs to come in and do some cooking demonstrations and have uh food samples that are available there. Um so that's just kind of a quick rundown of our four kind of main events, Kids Night Out being the premier event there. Um but all of that um adds up to uh the resources that we need to to do the job that we do.
0: And how many people uh are on your team uh at the
3: at the club? Yeah, so we employ over 200 um, individuals with the clubs, um, so about half of those are, uh, more than half of those are part-time employees. So that's another way uh, that people can get involved, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, we are always looking for uh, great and passionate people to work with, with our young people. In fact, we're gearing up for our school year program right now. Believe it or not, school starts in about two weeks in most schools across Kansas City Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we I always thought it should
0: be starting in September, but well, that's the East Coast thing, Midwest well, thing. It you know, was people, that way
3: even when I was in school. Yeah. But I think we're showing our age. Yeah, here, yeah so. We are, we are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, right now we are recruiting and looking for um, individuals to partner with us and uh, help us in this great effort in changing the lives of young people. So if there are people that hear this that are so inclined and feel like they want to get involved. But at a deeper level, uh, there are employment opportunities available within our clubs.
0: We have about a minute left. Tell me, uh, tell me some of the things you've learned about leadership since you've taken on this position. Uh, you know, It's a lot different than your past position. So what, what have you learned, and, and how can people kind of maybe hear from you and, and also do well in their own careers as far as leadership?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, Jason. Um, one of the things that I learned um, over the, the course of this year is uh, the nonprofit world is filled with some very hardworking, dedicated, and talented individuals, so they don't always get the the kind of recognition and credit um, that they deserve. Um, and our organization is um, in that in that same vein. I'm very proud of the work that uh, our staff members at the club level. Uh, are doing, but also my leadership team is filled with folks that uh, give of them themselves, their time, talent, and treasure in order to uh, make a difference. And these are folks that are not, you know, you're not going to get rich doing this kind of work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to be there. Because you believe in the mission and you're passionate about what you do. Uh, that's the biggest lesson I've learned.
0: That's very awesome. Dr. Dred Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to thank Charles Hunter and Noel Fallon from MoBank Bioka Financial for their support of the show and for also joining me today on the show. Hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you again next week again. GrillNationShow.com and check out the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Kansas City at HelpKCKids.org. We'll see you next week.